Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, you just got Daryl rolling his solo. And hey, tonight we have a special guest on, Joe Zagaki, voice of the Miami Hurricanes since 1989. Oh, man, um, Joe Zagaki has a resume that's unbelievable. We'll get into that a little bit later. He's going to be on the show pretty soon. But hey, before we go any further, one of my teammates says he wants to fight in the MMA, in, in ultimate fighting or whatever they call it, MMA uh, whatever. He wants to be a MMA fighter. And he says he wants to fight this MMA style, you know. Everything goes. Elbows, knees, feet, fists, everything. I don't think you can hit but in that, but everything goes. But he says he says he doesn't really want to fight an MMA professional because he don't think he can bite he can fight and win against a professional. But he wants to have a celebrity MMA fight. And this is Michael Irvin I'm talking about. Big Mike, playmaker Michael Irvin, wants to fight in the MMA. Mike said he don't want to fight a real MMA fighter, but he will fight uh, a celebrity MMA fighter. So who, who, who does he want to fight? Well, like him and Deion Sanders get in the ring in the MMA, you know, or maybe him and Nelly get in the ring in the MMA. Or may, I, now, I'll tell you this. I think any one of those uh, rappers, Mike will take him down, take him down easy. I think Mike could really like, like Future or, or Ludacris, one of them cats, man. I think Mike could take take one of them cats down. They say Mike trains at an MMA gym, not far from his house in Dallas. So uh, he says that he's in really good shape. And I saw Mike not too long ago. I guess this was the last season at one of the games. And uh, he, he looked like he is in good shape. You know, I don't know if he's ready to, you know, take on one of these MMA guys, but, you know, he, he looked like he was in, in, in really good shape. Now, I'll say it again. I think there are, uh, I don't think there's too many celebrities out there that could take Mike down. Now, now I'm going to tell you this. Let's try to think of some, some people that would be a big money draw for Michael Irving to go head-to-head, one-on-one with in the MMA, in the octagon. Um, Michael Irving and T.O., would people pay to see that? I think some people would pay to see um, uh, Michael Irving and T.O. go head-to-head in the octagon. I I could really see that happening easily. Um, Who else could Michael Irving go up against that... How about <laughs> Michael Irvin and Lawrence Taylor going up, going against each other in the MMA? You know, Lawrence probably need a little money. I don't think Mike needs the money, but you never know. You never know. You know, Lawrence Taylor and Michael Irvin in the MMA. I think I think Lawrence is just a little too old, and you know he's over the hill. I don't think that I don't think that'd be a, a fair match. But I think there are some people 
that Michael Irvin could go up against one-on-one in the octagon, and it would be, you know, someone would pay to see it. And I really think Terrell Owens is that person, you know. Hey, but hey, guys, we got um, Joe Zagaki, voice of the Miami Hurricanes since 1989. Um, Joe has done so many things for the University of Miami. Uh, He's he's actually uh, commentated 22 um, bowl games for, for, for the University of Miami football, five national championship games, uh, the only ACC championship in basketball uh, game, uh, University of Miami history. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Doing well, Daryl. How are you tonight? Hey, doing very well. Doing very well. Hey, welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks a lot for being a part of Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. Well, thanks for having me. Always good to talk about the University of Miami. Hey, that's for sure. You know, um, Joe, I was just looking at at, at the depth chart for uh, for UM this upcoming season, and uh, you know, I guess my first question for you, and a lot of Hurricane fans want to know what what is going to be the strength of this team. Is it going to be our offensive line? Is it going to be the running backs, wide receivers? Uh, what's going to be the strength of this team? I'm hopeful the strength is going to be the front seven, in particular the defensive line, for the first time in years and years, probably all the way back to, uh, well, not quite as far back as when you played, but uh, they've not had a dominant defensive line or front seven in a long time. And last year we saw uh, lots of uh, improvement in that area with the three linebackers led by Shaquille Quarterman and then the two defensive tackles. Uh, R.J. McIntosh and Kendrick Norton. I thought they did a really good job of holding the point of attack, and they've got a bunch of pass rushers at defensive end with Joe Jackson and Trent Harris and Chad Thomas uh, and Demetrius Jackson. So I think they, they're set up nicely in the front seven, and the result was a bunch of tackles for losses, a bunch of sacks, a top-20 defense uh, in scoring and yards per game and all the important statistics probably got to do a little better job of uh, turning the opponent over, but I think I think the front seven is going to be where we start uh, with the strength of the team. Wow. You know, I, I, I would agree with you, and um, I think the linebackers were a little bit more experienced than they had last year. Um, all three of those guys are going to be sophomores this year. I think that's um, – juniors or sophomores, Joe? They'll be, they'll be sophomores, and I'm, yeah. I'm hopeful that they'll take another big step forward. They played a lot of football last year. Got beat up a little bit. I thought, you know, at the end of the year, uh, the injury bug was starting to hit them, and I thought, oh boy, usually what happens with freshmen is when they get injured, uh, that lingers on into the spring and then uh, affects them in their sophomore season. But all, but all three of those guys had a uh, really good spring McLeod, Pickney, and uh, Quarterman, and they look like they're ready to uh, anchor the defense again this year. Shaq Quarterman taking on a leadership role, a really smart player and um, just plays the game with a lot of joy and intensity. And uh, so they've got some really good pieces to build their defense around. Oh, yeah. And now, uh, Joe, um, what do you think about the secondary at the University of Miami this year? You know, um, I see it look like we have two transfers that are going to be playing. Yeah, I think it's uh, the unknown. Uh, you've got Malik Young, who's a sophomore, very acrobatic player, had a nice spring, really came on at the end of last year, uh, had several interceptions, in the end zone, he had one against North Carolina State uh, in the end zone. That was a terrific play. I think he got another one in the bowl game, if I remember right. But Malik uh, played really well for Miami at the end of last year. Good speed, a daring defensive back, doesn't mind to get right up in the face of the opponent. Then the other side, kind of an unknown right now. Trajan Bandy's a 
freshman from Columbus High School, comes in with a great personality and about the same size as Malik Young. But Bandy probably is uh, just in discussions with him. He comes off as uh, more mature, mature beyond his years. Then they brought in a transfer, D. Delaney from the Citadel, who is rated as one of the top players in next year's draft. So he played well, the Citadel. Uh, some games they did play up. They played Florida State. They played some Division One teams. He held his own. They have high expectations for him. Javante Dean, they recruited out of junior college, who played high school ball in South Florida, comes in with really good size, uh, great wingspan. They have uh, high expectations for him. And then uh, Jaquan Johnson and Sheldrick Redwine played a lot of football last year for Miami Johnson in particular at safety. Redwine was a corner. They've moved, moved him to safety, but in today's game with all the wide receivers, your safety better be able to play over the slaughter and have some kind of coverage skills. I don't think that Redwine's the fastest guy, but he's got a good nose for the ball and he's not afraid to tackle. So um, the good news is I think the secondary has potential. And the other good news is with the pass rush they have, it's going to be tough for teams to test them out a whole lot. Oh, yeah. And um, the cat, this kid, um, D. Delaney, a transfer from uh, Citadel, is he a kid that graduated and was able to um, go to wherever he wanted to go? Yes, he's a fifth-year player, graduate player, uh, played really well as an All-American at the Citadel, and he wanted an opportunity to play at this level for one year. He obviously has aspirations of playing in the NFL. The scouts are giving him a high rating uh, as a uh, as a guy that's going to be drafted. So one of the top quarterbacks in the nation. I think a little bit of a risk on his part because he's going to be against better competition uh, every single week. But he wants to prove that the rating is justified. So uh, And he comes from the Citadel, so you'd have to imagine that you're going to get a very uh, disciplined player as well. Definitely, and there's no better place to prove his talent than University of Miami. Hey, uh, Joe, uh, we got Chris Hobbs on the line. Chris, what's going on? How you doing, Daryl? Hey, man, loving this life I got. We got Joe Zagaki on the on the line tonight with us, voice of the Miami Hurricanes since 1989. You know, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad. Hey, Joe, how you doing, man? Glad to hear you. I'm doing good, Chris. How are you tonight? I'm doing good, man. I, I'm just um. Like everybody else, man, trying to stir the pot, get some momentum going for our program, starting this fall with the football and then kicking in with the basketball. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> basketball is coming off a, uh, a tournament year, and uh, Jim Laranega's done a really good job of recruiting uh, there. Unfortunately, they suffered a, a tough injury the other day. Lonnie Walker, their five-star freshman, got injured in practice the other day. So he's going to be out probably until right to the beginning of the season. He had uh, knee surgery on his meniscus. He's expected to be a one-and-done player. Miami's never had uh, a one-and-done type of player. So very unfortunate there. But hopefully uh, he'll be ready to go by the time the season starts in November. And, you know, I think Coach Rick obviously has got to go in the right direction. Won five games in a row at the end of last year. And I kind of looked at last year for him as kind of an inventory year. I think he really wanted to sit back, although not completely sit back. He was very active, but I think he wanted to observe to see what Miami had, what they have, and what they needed. And uh, I think the program, you're going to see him push this program forward this year and, and the year after and the year after that. Well, yeah, I think like everything else, going even the fact that he's an alumni, he's going to kind of feel well. I, I remember Mark, because he and I played together, and um, he does. He takes that approach. I think he's assessing things, 
and now he's beyond that. Now he's going to own it. You know, now he's going to really get in there, and the players who are there know what to expect from him, know what he demands, and um, I think he's going to turn up a notch. So I'm excited. I just, I'm just telling. We just sure as hell better beat them Florida State Seminoles this year, because I'm up here around a whole bunch of them, and I don't want to go and get in any more disputes with them. I yep. keep hearing about all the wins, seven in a row, and we need to stop it. We need to get yep. it going. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. That's that's 365 days of the year that you got to hear that, and that's for seven straight years. So uh, I feel your pain, and I can't wait for the day that we uh, all can rejoice of a, with a victory over Florida State. This yeah, year, it's yeah. the third game of the year, and that's going to be a tall mountain climb. They've, they've got a really good team, and Miami's going to be going in there most likely with a very uh, inexperienced quarterback, really inexperienced any way you look at it. Yeah, yeah. but he's an athlete, though. He, he, um, and I think that, that extra element that he brings to the table, I think you can't, you know, you can't put a value on it. You know, in this day and age with football, and Harold will attest to that, I think no matter who you are, how well you are, you got to have somewhat of a dual threat. And I think he brings a little bit more of that than we had last year. So I'm sure I'm happy about that as well as Daryl and all the other fellas. So we're excited. All right. We should be. I'm excited also. Tell Daryl hey. he got two more years of eligibility, man. He need to come on back out. <laughs> hey, thanks, Chris. Don't be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday yeah. night on Sports Info, your radio show. Okay, man. Y'all take care. Be in touch. Thanks, Eric. Hey, Go thanks. Team. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, Joe. You know, um, Chris was mentioning. Uh, you were mentioning uh, quarterback. No matter what, we're going to be have some inexperience at that position. You know, uh, Malik Rozier. Um, they have him right now, penciled in as a starter. And uh, we had last week. We had um, um, Willie Offord, who's a head coach at um, North Marion High School, Ocala, North Marion High School. He's had a chance to coach against. Um, Nikasi Perry for the last two years and he said a lot of good things about him he said um, said he has a very strong arm he says a very smart and witty quarterback and he says he's a tough kid you know October Bain called in last week and asked Coach Offord um, was this was this kid tough that's the only thing he wanted to know was he a tough quarterback and Willie promised us that we're getting a tough guy in um, Nikasi Perry now, have you well, seen him at all this summer have not watched them on film a little bit. We're all going to find out two weeks from tomorrow when uh, camp begins. And um, uh, I think one of the things that Coach Rick is going to do, and I think we'll find out early how tough he is or how, how tough anybody else is, whether it's uh, Nicosi or Evan Sheriffs or Malik Rozier or Testaverde, uh, if Coach Rick turns that defense loose on the quarterbacks and the quarterbacks are live in the scrimmage, as uh, they were in one uh, in one scrimmage in the spring, uh, then you find out a lot more about your quarterback. And in the spring, Evan Sheriffs took a shot right under the chin, second play of the scrimmage, and got up and showed a lot of toughness. So that impressed the coaching staff and, and his teammates. Nikozi Perry will probably be faced with the same mandate if he gets hit hard early in a scrimmage. And uh, so freshman quarterbacks, uh, they can win. Brad Kaya had success as a freshman quarterback, maybe not so much in the one-loss record, but uh, Jalen Hurts took Alabama to the national championship game last year. The fear with freshman quarterbacks is they make mistakes at the moment of truth. Coming off the goal line, fumbling the ball or a blindside hit or hold the ball for too long, a freshman quarterback just is not going to have, uh, probably not going to have the same kind of season an experienced quarterback is going to have. You just don't know what you get at the moment of truth, but 
Uh, I'm sure Coach Rick will coach up whoever the quarterback is, and uh, whoever it is is probably going to be the guy that can protect the ball the most. Miami turned the ball over only 10 times last year, and I think that's a big number. That's a championship number, Daryl, that went right under the radar. Uh, 10 turnovers is, um, is a number that I think Coach Rick looks at and had to be impressed with seven, seven uh, interceptions, three fumbles, but that keeps your defense off the field a whole lot. Definitely. It definitely does. You know, um, a lot of people were, were really concerned about um, the tight end position um, when the kid that he left, when well, our starting tight end, uh, I can't think of his name right David now. David Njoku, yeah, he went pro. Yeah, David Njoku. bad if Miami had David Njoku and, uh, and Brad Kai, you'd be talking about them as a top 10 or a top 5 team. Definitely, definitely. And without them, we're, we're still in the top 25 from some of the um, – preseason rankings that I've seen and um but before I go there Joe I really want to talk about this tight end position because it's been such a staple at our in our offense for so long and um Christopher um uh Hindram is, is going to be the starting tight end this year and he, I've seen some promise from him in the last couple of years but we have Michael Irvin Jr. behind him and uh Mike this will be his second year how 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 are things looking for Michael Irvin how what kind of spring did he have uh, I think he made some improvement in the spring. I just think that he has to uh, he has to follow his father's footsteps, or if he wants to follow his father's footsteps. The one thing you could say about Michael Irvin is he wasn't going to be outworked. So I think Michael Irvin Jr. probably has to understand that uh, if he's going to have the same kind of success or be the same kind of contributor, that he's going to have to spend a little extra time. I think he's able and willing to do that. And I think he did have a better spring. I think he made some significant strides in the spring to being a player that will contribute for the University of Miami this year. Their quarterback, rather their tight end position, has to have versatility. It's not just going to be a guy that lines up on the end of the line of scrimmage. It's going to be a guy that they want to move around like Chris Herndon. Uh, he lines up at the end of the line of scrimmage. They flex him out. They put him in the backfield. They use their tight end in multiple ways. And David Njoku was such a great threat last year. That really helped Amon Richards. You had to worry about Njoku on one side while Amon Richards was on the other. So uh, Michael Irvin Jr. just has to show that he can be a responsible, dependable player for my both on and off the field. Yep. Hey, Joe, uh, we got to take a quick commercial break. But, hey, when we get back, ladies and gentlemen, we got Eddie Williams on the line. And, we, and hey, we're going to talk about this Michael Irvin thing, too, Michael Irvin Jr., because I've never seen an athlete work harder than Michael Irvin Sr. We'll be right back with more sports info on TheVoiceAmerica.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. 
Kelly is the owner of Macmillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly Macmillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're elk-bound and down this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Joining us is Randy Newberg, host of Loopholds Fresh Tracks with Randy Newberg, Steve Nessel, Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side group marketing manager, Christy Titus, guest host on RMEF Team Elk, and David Allen, the president and CEO of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, you got Daryl rolling his solo. And we have Joe Zagaki on the line. Joe is called five University of Miami National Championship football game, 22 bowl games, the ACC basketball championship game. Joe has been broadcast. He had broadcast two out of four Miami Hurricane National Championships in Bay and Baseball World Series. Joe, what's going on? So happy to have you on our show, Joe. Well, everything is good, Daryl. And just excited for uh, training camp that starts in Two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And uh, uh, this weekend, Coach Rick has his big paradise camp, so that'll be good. Taking a look at a lot of uh, great up-and-coming high school players. And you got to have a uh, recruiting. you got to be a great recruiter. Right now, they're holding on to the number one recruiting class for 2018. And um, hopefully, uh, they'll be able to stockpile their players now under Coach Rick. If they can start stockpiling their players, then uh, that equals stockpiling wins. I agree. I, I agree, Joe. And um, the University of Miami has been um, been famous for that, is having a, a stable of players. You know, Joe, we got uh, we got Eddie on the line. Eddie, what's going on? Hey, Nanda, how you doing? Oh, loving this life I got, Eddie. Eddie, I know you heard we got Joe Zagaki on the line, the night voice of the Miami Hurricanes since 1989. Well, it's good to just hear Joe, man. How you been? I'm good, Eddie. I remember watching you play. How's that championship ring? <laughs> oh, yes, sir. The first one, the first one. <laughs> That's always going to be one of the uh, most favorite teams down here. Oh, yeah. We're just looking forward to trying to get us another one down there. <laughs> now, you were uh, you were close on that two-point conversion. It was Kenny Calhoun, but weren't you in the vicinity? Yeah, I was in the vicinity because I already knew, right, uh, during that time that the only play they ran the whole year for the two extra points was the pick play. They was coming to try to pick me. And uh, you were right there when uh, Kenny knocked it away. Hey, how'd you feel when they, you saw that ball hit the ground? Man, it looked uh, it was like heaven. It was like heaven on earth. You know what I mean? It looked like it just unfolded right before my eyes. It's like I had already saw the place. It was like deja vu. You know, I, I, I don't know that. You know, sometimes uh, fans forget uh, 
what games were like, but that was that will go down as one of, if not one of, well, go down as one of the greatest college football games ever. Probably the greatest one for the University of Miami. But I don't know that a lot of people uh, remember how big a favorite Nebraska was, or what the thoughts were about Nebraska as they began their journey that season. They absolutely obliterated Penn State. That was in the uh, kickoff classic in the Meadowlands, and uh, they were considered the greatest team ever in college football until they ran into the University of Miami. Well, when they ran into the University of Miami, we already knew that we had something that they never saw before. They kind of underestimated us because they'd never been hit like we had hit before, and they didn't know that we had the speed that we had. I think we kind of caught them off guard. You know, we watched film after film after film on Nebraska, right? And as we watched them, the more we watched them, the more confident we got that we could beat this team. And it just all came together. Yeah, that was a, a juggernaut offense. I don't think they were uh, ready for that passing game of Miami either. No, they wasn't ready for that. I think that caught them off guard, too, because I, I don't think they thought we was that explosive when it came to offense because they never seen – that type of speed again, you know, with Eddie Brown, right, Stanley Shakespeare, and then with Glenn at tight end. I heard y'all talking about tight ends earlier. You know, we had some great tight ends, and uh, Glenn Dennis was one of the greatest tight ends at that particular time. Yep, Glenn Dennis and caught the first touchdown pass of the game. Heck of a tight end. Willie Smith after him was a was a great tight end as well. Yeah, that them tight ends, right? We got we got a history with those tight ends. That's why when I heard y'all talking about um, Michael Irvin's son, I mean he got some big shoes to fill. <laughs> he does, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, and, and and I can't believe. Well, you know, Michael Irvin was truly a, a hard worker. Eddie, he came in a year after you left, but uh, I, it's wasn't too many guys that worked harder than than Michael Irvin that I've ever played played with. And um, I played with some guys that really, really laid it down on that work. Um, but uh, Eddie, um, you know, we were just talking about the um, the the kid from the Citadel that transferred to the University of Miami, defensive back, um, D. Delaney. Uh, he's an All American. He had a fifth year of eligibility left. He came to the University of Miami. Um, could be going in the draft as possibly a high draft pick at this position, and he's going to help us a lot. So. Uh, look for this kid, D. Delaney. And that's the one he plays safety, right? Corner. Oh, he played corner. Oh, yes. my God. We we need another good corner. You know, we always was good at corner. We always had some great corners that played. So that's going to be a a great addition to the defense. Yeah, we've definitely had some come through. Yeah. Well, hey, Eddie, don't be a stranger, man. Go ahead. I want to ask Go ahead. I want to ask ahead, one Eddie. question. I was, I want to ask about the quarterback down there. How is the kid from Ocala doing? How he coming along in the spring? Well, he's had. Uh, they're just. Uh, they are in uh, player only drills, seven on seven, and those th- types of things. So, okay, camp camp begins in two weeks. But so far, uh-huh. uh, in in those drills, or uh, the seven on seven, or the work that the players are allowed to uh, participate in. Uh, all the players are giving him a raving reviews, so that's good. He comes in with a very uh, good reputation, big and strong. Uh, well, he's got to get uh, put on some more weight, so I should say probably tall 
and strong, with a very good arm, and a guy that can evade the rush. Uh, I think some of the areas where he's probably uh, going to need a crash course uh, is taking a snap from under center. I don't know they ever did that in high school, or maybe Coach Rick will just design the offense that way, uh, similar to what he had with Charlie Ward, just standing back there in the shotgun and let him be a provider and a scorer. Uh, we'll have to wait and see when they hit training camp in two weeks, but he comes in with a lot of accolades, and there's not going to be a lot of time to pick it up. He'll have about uh, three or four weeks, and if he, if he can pick it up, he can win the job, but he's going to get uh, competition from Malik Rozier and Evan Sheriff. So those two, those two guys into the spring kind of as co-number ones, and they're opposites, to be honest with you. Sheriff's is a, a drop-back quarterback, and Malik Rozier is more of a dual threat, so... I think uh, ultimately it comes down to whoever can move the ball against the Miami defense in practice wins the job. And in the past, we were never sure because the Miami defense the last couple years, uh, prior to last year, struggled a bit. So if there was a big run, if you were watching it from the sideline, you would say, hmm, was that good or bad? Was that a good run by the offense or bad play by the defense? And now, because the defense, I think, is strong enough that if there's a big play by the quarterback, then you know he generated that big play. You know it's legit. Right. I'm looking forward to watching that defense play this year. I want to mention one thing. Uh, this, this, this weekend, right, we all, we all going down, right, to celebrate and also support Rodney Bellinger. He's getting uh, inducted to the Coconut Grove Hall of Fame. That should be very exciting, and uh, that's great news. Mm-hmm. That is great. So we all look, yeah, we all looking forward. Me, Kenny, Calhoun, Reggie Sutton, we're going to be there to support him. Well, he's uh, uh, very, very deserving. He was one tough, uh, heck of a tough player, wasn't he? Didn't have the great oh, size, yeah. but well, hey, he could really play. <laughs> Miami's <Mine, laughs> got a couple of guys that remind me of him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rodney was a tough cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Eddie. Thanks, man. Don't yep. be a stranger. I won't, man. Look here. Thanks. Nice hearing from you guys. Okay, y'all be blessed. Always right, good. Take care. Hey, hey, um, right. hey Joe. I know we got to get you out of here. We got one more call on the line. We're going to let you go. Hey, Vince, what's going on? We got Joe Zagaki on the line. How you doing, Mister Joe? I'm doing good, Mister Vince. How are you? You know, I'm a Hurricane fan for and uh, you know, I got about two good questions for you. I ain't got no bad question, but I got some good answers. I want to hear from you. How about them canes? <laughs> well, I like them uh, a lot. I know it. I love them. You like them, I love them. Anyway, I just was wanted to say hi to you. I always call the show, and then, you know, I'm a Hurricane fan. And I was just wondering this year, um, since we lost our quarterback, how we think we might look this year anyway. Well, I think they're very good. So does the rest of the nation, in particular in the ACC. They were picked by the ACC media today to win the Coastal Division. So a lot of people think they're going to win the Coastal Division for the first time and make it to the ACC championship game. In order to do that, uh, the defense has to meet the expectations. The quarterback play has to be good or solid. And uh, then you never know. you got to stay healthy. You can't have a lot of injuries. Uh, uh, the roster is a little bit better than it has been the last couple of years, but they still need to add to it. So you got to stay healthy. you got to find a way to win a couple of those key road games. you got to play at North Carolina, at Florida State, 
Uh, and then you know, the, the tricky home games, uh, to me, are Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech. Georgia Tech because of their style of play and offense, and Virginia Tech because you know they're always going to be good on defense. So I think if those things all come together, they have a very good chance of ending up in Charlotte in December. My last favorite question I want to ask you, will you ever think that Miami Hurricane will ever get back to the 80s? Will they ever get back to the 80s? Well, I know you should know because you have remember, so you've been there a long time, ride them yeah. and die. And then I think, they, they, I think, I think the greatest days of life are probably with the hurricanes, and that's why I see that. Yeah. But I think my greatest day, you got to remember when we was at the Orange Bowl, before they tore the Orange Bowl now, I think we was like 60 or 70 or 58 or 59 or something, and oh. Well, you know, I think Mr. Vince, they can get back to uh, somewhat of the 80s. I think they can get back to championship level. I think they can get back to winning a championship. I think they can get back to playing exciting football on both sides of the ball. Uh, on offense, I think they can get back to being a competent running team with a very good uh, offensive line, a better disciplined team with fewer penalties, uh, with breathtaking playmakers on the outside and on defense. I think they can get back to looking like uh, University of Miami defense. I think we saw that last year where they can get across the line of scrimmage and sack the quarterback and hit players hard and, and then do a little bit of celebrating, provided that they are winning. I think they'll be able to do some yeah. celebrating and uh, mm-hmm. high-fiving the things the fans like. Hopefully that won't yeah. draw too many penalties. I think they can do all of those things. I don't know, other than Alabama, and we saw that in last year, if they can sustain it over uh, a three- or four- or five-year period without going through one season where you kind of have to build it back up because of the way the game is built today. One, in order to win a championship, let's see, Alabama went 14-1 and last year, so you got to uh, play 15 games most likely to win it all, right? So that's number one. And number two, look at just the two players that Miami lost this year. Brad Kai and David Njoku. If, uh, if those guys stick around, you got a pretty good chance of being in that semifinal. So um, the the attrition, losing players to the NFL, is a challenge. If Coach Rick can can, can uh, uh, get those guys, uh, convince players to stay for a fourth year, then they've got a much better chance of sustaining championship level play. I agree, Joe. Hey, um, Joe, we got to let you go. I know we got to let you get out of here. Before we let you go, Joe, the, uh, the AP poll has us ranked at number 20 this year. And the uh, the college poll has us ranked at, um, at 23. And both of these polls have us behind um, South Florida and the Gators yeah. and Florida State. You know, come on, man. Everybody's in front of us except Central Florida and Bethune-Cookman. How do you feel about this? Well, I can see being behind Florida State. Not so much South Florida, Florida, and uh, uh, who was the other one you mentioned? It was just those two, South Florida just and Florida. Just those two. Yeah, yeah, well, Florida, you know. And Florida State, yeah. Yeah, Florida State can understand. You know, Florida's, Florida's all, first of all, Coach McElwain's 3-7 and seven against ranked opponents, and, uh, and, and their offense they scored 36 touchdowns all of last year. So uh, if those two of Miami and Florida played, I think it would be a very, very even game. They're going to play each other in two years, by the way, in Orlando. And South Florida, well, 
they're coming off a very successful season, but uh, Charlie Strong goes in there. I guess they're they're counting on him continuing what Willie Taggart was able to accomplish a year ago, and they've got a lot of players back and playing the same system. I think Miami probably was knocked down simply because of the quarterback and the unknown at quarterback. Again, if uh, if Kaya was there, I think those those rankings would be much higher. So the good news is they've got him in the top 25, and Miami certainly has enough games and enough opportunity to march right up the ladder. Hey, Joe, thank you so much for coming and being a part of Sports Info, you and radio show on voiceamerica.com. Don't be a stranger. Give us a call sometime and give us an update on what's going on in Miami, Miami Hurricane football. Give us an insight. I appreciate it. All right, Daryl. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks again, Joe. Take care. Okay. Hey, we had Joe Zagaki on the line, and hey, Joe gave us a real update and an insight on what's going on in Miami Hurricane football, basketball, and even talked a little bit about Miami Hurricane baseball. But hey, um, we'll be right back with more sports information in about two minutes. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america you're tuned in to sports info um with daryl and sam call us today at 888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Damon on the line. Um, Damon, I'm sorry, man. You just missed Joe Zagaki. 
you know, Joe, the voice of the Hurricanes since 1989, commentated over 22 bowl games for the University of Miami, five national championships at the University of Miami. And we were just talking about um, the, the, the college rankings. And Florida State is ranked number four in the preseason ranking. Alabama, uh, of course, is the number one team. Um, they have USC Trojans as, as the number two team. I understand USC had a nice young quarterback last year. Um, I just don't see them being the number three, te- number two team behind Ohio State, of, ahead of Ohio State and Florida State and Clemson. And I can understand yeah. Clemson losing their quarterback, but uh, I just don't. I don't. I don't, I don't see um, USC at that number two spot. They haven't proven themselves yet. What's going on, Damon? Not a whole lot. I'm just trying to get back in the loop, man. Um, I've been out trying to get myself together. But here I am back. Hey, well, you better hurry up. Football season right around the corner. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, man, yeah. that college football opened up, I think, uh, um, August 5th. They, they started. They put the pads on on August 5th. Uh, yeah. Man, you, you got you got your local high school teams uh, padding up. We're doing the conditioning, uh, so yeah, I gotta get back together. Oh yeah, you know it's how it goes. A one week is high school opens. The following week is um, college. The following week is um, it's the professionals. You know, uh, and I truly love some high school football, college football, and professional. And I'm a I'm a football fanatic when it comes to the University of Miami. And I was just talking to Joe Zagaki, and we was talking about uh, about the Florida Gators ranked 15 ahead of the Hurricanes, and we're actually ranked 19 in this poll. But still, I don't see where I don't see where the, the Florida Gators should be ranked ahead of us. And one poll had uh, had um, had um, South Florida ranked ahead of us. So what what happened when they get new uh, recruits or just uh, well everybody all the bets coming back? Well, we have a lot of people coming back, but I'm I'm in uh you know South Florida lost lost their coach uh, Willie Tiger, but they have Charlie Strong. He's a new he's a new head guy in South Florida. I wish him well, but uh, I don't know if he's gonna be I don't know if he's gonna be able to come in there and sustain what Willie Tiger had has done to that program. He's done a lot of good things there, man. I mean, a whole lot of good things, you know. And the Tennessee Volunteers are 25th in the nation, and their coach is on the hot seat. You know, he, this guy, I think his name is Bush Johnson, Bush Jones. He's on the hot seat, and he's in the top 25. That's just SEC, you know. So, uh, it's, it's, it's still yet to be seen. You know they got to sprinkle SEC around uh, in the polls. Yeah, uh, well, we will. And, and we have to give them a little credit too, you know. I, but um, actually, I I didn't see um, um, I didn't see Georgia in that um, in that preseason um, ranking. That's kind of that's kind of unusual because they're they're one of those SEC teams that usually get a little little pull just because they are. And SEC team, and here it is. I overlooked them. Georgia is ranked number 10. Auburn is ranked number 11. Um, here we go. LSU is ranked number 14. Florida is number 15. And I think some of this is because they are SEC. You know, 
I, I, I'm not sure if George is that good this year. They didn't. They didn't really impress me last year, and I'm not sure that it's that Tennessee is that good. You know, are they worthy of, of the? Jordan had a transfer. One of the quarterbacks transferred too, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. So it's it's yet to be seen what's going to happen. Um, uh, and, and it might be somebody from out of nowhere that 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 comes up and and and, and shock everybody. You know, but this guy Kirby Smart, he's a guy that coached with uh, with um with Saban in Alabama two years ago, and this is his second year at um at um at Georgia. You know, this kid Nick Chubb, remember he had to suffer that real bad knee injury a couple of years ago. He should be turned, and they said he's going to be healthy, but um, the kind of injury he had, it was it was kind of bad. So you never know. It's yet to be seen what's going to happen. Most teams do the scouting um, after. Guy had a good year, so they're gonna scout. But once again, they gotta stop him too. Yep. You know, um, you know, there's a story out, man, that Michael Irvin wants to fight an MMA fighter. I saw that. What you think? Uh, he looks like he's in shape, but then again, that's a different ball game. <laughs> you know, he, 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 you know, he, yeah. Even the uh, no-name guys, are they're still professionals, but, hey. Uh, you know, he can, came back and changed back. that, too, though, man. <laughs> yeah, Damon, he came back and changed it. He said he want to fight a celebrity. He don't really want to fight a MMA, a real fighter. He want to fight another celebrity that think he can do MMA. He'll fight one. He'll fight him. And I was thinking, you know, I was trying to think of some good people that would match up against Michael Irvin, and people might even pay to see. You know, they they, they might not pay that night ninety nine ninety nine, but I think him <laughs> and To might get like twenty nine ninety nine. Or Chad Johnson. Him and Chad Johnson, yeah. You know, he might outweigh <laughs> Chad a little bit. But I think people will pay to see him and Chad Johnson. You know what I'm saying? You know, Herschel Walker, he he won't still fight too. Yeah, well, you know, Herschel Herschel kind of big. Mike, not Mike, Mike. But Hersha old too now. Hersha is older than Mike by, by, oh, maybe about five years. Yeah. But yeah, I think that might be a good fight for Michael Irvin. You know, somebody like T.O. or Chad Johnson, trying to think of somebody else that's out of, out of, out of, um, out of the game, might want a little money. Who else? Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, there you go, Keyshawn Johnson. That's him. That's a, that's another one. Yeah, we done found a few matches with Mike. We might even be able to go have go take him on tour, have like a circuit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, Mike, 51 years old, man. Yeah, yeah, and Keyshawn might be able. Yeah, he's 51. Yeah, and Keyshawn. That's another good one. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and 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 might look like he's still in some pretty good shape, so it's a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah, you know, Damon. Um, before I let you get out of here, man, a story I want to talk about. I want to get into a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick your brain about it. This kid Ezekiel Elliott. He's been in a little bit of trouble here and there. Once he pulled this woman's top down. Um, uh, he's been in a few bumps and scrapes with the law. Here it is, another one. They say he punched this guy in the nose. They say he, they're not sure if he did it. They really can't say he did it, but... Um, he was around him. 
he was around it. You understand what I'm saying? So this this guy really has to settle down quickly. He's just a rookie coming out of his rookie year, and little things like this continue to follow him and follow him, and eventually going to cost him money. Early in the season, remember he had a spat where he said he had a domestic violence thing with his girlfriend from Ohio. That happened to him coming into the season. And now we're coming into next season, and here it is again. His name is still involved in something that's not so positive. You know, last week he took a picture. uh, He was on the um, cover of some magazine, and he was totally nude. I ain't got no problem with that. You know, you're making money. That's making money. But don't be be doing this stupid stuff that's going to put you in jail or cost you money. Make money. Don't cost you money. Yeah, you're giving it right back, man. You know, I never forget one time. My brother was so broke all the time, and he was working, had a good job. My dad asked me, said, what you doing, son? You selling your money? You know, good gracious, you know. Man, you can't sell your money, man. You know, don't don't put your money out there on sale, you know. But, no, you got to manage your money well, and that's what my dad point was with my brother. You have to manage your money. Don't waste your money. Manage your money. And um, yes. and this young man here, he's going he's gonna to find himself in a, in a little more than he needs if he continues to just give money back to people. You know, oh, ho- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Junebug, uh, June go to the car and get 50 grand and get to this man right now. Don't tell the police I punch you in the nose, okay? Here go 50000 You keep doing that, man, and you're going to be broke, man. You understand what I'm saying? And what happens is people don't want 50000 They want 100000 They want 200000 They want 250000 You know, it's just, it ain't like that, Damon. It's just, and it ain't like that. People going to provoke him, and if they know he's going to pay, I mean, like you said, they're going to ask for more. Yeah. And you're right, and, and people are going to provoke him because, hey, that's just, that's the world we live in. Hey, Damon, man, don't don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night, and I can't wait okay. for that Florida State-Miami game, third game of the season in okay. Tallahassee. I might even go to Tallahassee this year. I ain't been to Tallahassee in a long time. Matter of fact, I ain't <laughs> been to Tallahassee since, uh, since the, we got a call on the line. His name is Scott. Me and him went to Tallahassee the last time I went to Tallahassee. Hey, Damon, don't be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night. Okay. Appreciate it. Scott, what's happening? What's going on, Daryl? Man, I'm loving this life, man. Loving it, man. Hey, um, what's going on with you, buddy? Oh, not much. Just uh, getting ready for this football season. I'm excited. Uh, I think uh, everybody should be excited in uh, King football. Uh, oh, man, I think everybody of, should be excited. Yep. There's a lot going on. Uh, I'll tell you what, and the recruits, man, they, they, uh, they're they all looking way better than what we've ever had. And uh, like I've said before, and uh, they're talking a lot about this Paradise Camp for the 2018 recruits. There's yep, a lot of them wanting to be part of that. You know, we just had Joe Zagaki on uh, Voice of the Miami Hurricanes since 1989. Uh, yeah. He talked a lot about the recruits that we have now, and he also talked very highly. He said, right now, I think we have the number one recruiting class for uh, 2018. So that, yeah. that's, 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 that's big, man. Miami hasn't had that oh, yeah, kind of class big. in a long time. And what he was saying, if we could just sustain that, uh, that, that class and stop 
players. You know, he said in the past, Miami has just been able to stock players, you know, and we can keep guys there a little bit more than three years. I think we're going to be, um, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to be able to stockpile some players. I believe it. I believe it. I tell you, we got two uh, candidates for ACC Player of the Year, that uh, Shaq Quarterman and Alvin Richards. Uh, I tell you what, that Quarterman, uh, he's 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 the real deal uh, linebacker. Uh, uh, and I tell you what, we we got a young team. We got a young team, and uh, and there's a lot. This uh, uh, five star running back from Orange City, Lorenzo. Uh, I'm uh, anxious to see what what he's going to bring to the table there. I know we got we got two good running backs, but uh, you know I, I don't see him. Uh, uh, I see them leaving after this year. But this Lorenzo kid is uh, looking good. Oh yeah, and um, you know he also talked about Quarterman and Pinkney. Um, he said you know and McLeod. He said these these guys are really they play beyond their years. Um, they're all just going to be sophomores this year coming up. And he says, uh, and he was talking about Quarterman, what a what a leader he's become uh, in the off season last in the spring. Where he took a big time leadership role. So hey, um, Joe Joe gave us a good insight on what's happening down there. He says that um, Mikasi Perry is looking good. A lot of the they, right now they can only do like passing drills and drills without coaches and. The players around uh, the receivers are really saying a lot of good things about um, about um, Nikasi Perry, the quarter, the freshman quarterback down there. Right, right. Yeah, well, that's good because he, he's. I, I see him being the uh, one st- stepping up in there. You know, there's talks of them other ones, but uh, that Perry, he, he, I think he's going to be the one. He's going to be uh, our next uh, big time quarterback. Well, I, I really hope so, Scott, and I think I think he is. You know, um, what I didn't talk to Joe about, and I, I really wish I had, I didn't talk about the running backs very much. We didn't talk about Mark Walton. Um, um, this is probably going to be Mark Walton's last year if he has the kind of season he's had in the last two years. And uh, he's really seen to have himself uh, on track to having an outstanding um, junior year, which would be his third year at University of Miami. Yeah. Yeah, he he's the one to step up now, uh, and uh, uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna be running the ball. So uh, uh, I see him having uh, a good season, which that's gonna make it his last season, his last year there, if he does. So yeah. that's good and exciting to see. Oh yeah, hey, um, do you think you might be taking that taking taking that road trip to Tallahassee this year? I'm uh, looking at my schedule, uh, and I'm, I'm looking to see if I can make it. And, and it's been a while since we've uh, made that trip, so maybe we can. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me check my schedule, and I'll get back with you on that. Yeah, yeah, you do that, Scott. Get back with me. I think I wouldn't mind taking that trip this year. I haven't made it in a long time since the last time we went up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. a while. It has been a while. Yeah. Hey, but um, hey, Scott, uh, we're here every Monday night, man. Don't be a stranger. And I really right, think Carol, the Canes got it going on this year. Go Canes all the it. way. See you. See you, Scott. See you. Take care bye, of yourself. Bye. Hey, guys. Um, you know, we talked about Michael Irvin. We talked about Michael Irvin Jr. And um, Joe was talking about, you know, Michael Irvin Jr. may have to pick it up a little bit with the work work ethic thing. Uh, and I said earlier, um, I've never played with anybody, anybody in my life that worked harder than Michael Irvin. I remember one year, 
all of our receivers were down except Michael Irvin at this position. I think it was X or Y. Uh, Michael Irvin and a Y and a walk on. And Michael Irvin took every route, every route except maybe three. And I remember the walk on getting in and trying to get a route in. And walk. Mike said, "No, I got this." Every route. Every, and this was all day long in individuals and in team workout. Michael Irvin took every route. The kid took, had, I say every, but the kid may have had three opportunities to run a route. That's the kind of work of Michael Irvin. And, and after that, I can guarantee you he stayed after practice, catch, catch a few more passes. And when I say a few, I really mean a few hundred. From That's the kind of guy Michael Irvin, that's the kind of work Michael Irvin put in. You know, this this is the kind of guy that ran around with a 25-pound suit on in the summertime when all of us were just trying to get out running there. He was running around with 25 pounds on. That's the kind of worker he is. This kid had this this, this guy had no limit to his skill um, of work. I mean, you put it in a table, he'll do it. Guys, thanks for calling. Thanks for being a part of Sports Info. You're on radio show. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.